the place we went the john zorn place um jacob uh, the glove no oh, the the stone the stone yeah the stone. that place was sick but i feel like i only went to shows there in the summer and they had to turn the air conditioning off for the sound it was always so fucking hot in there like really like everyone's like drenched in sweat hot Remember when we tried to eat those, uh, was it Burger King fries during? It was Burger King, yeah. That no food inside. Yeah, I was a little worried. Because you know those fries be smelling like oil. You know what I mean? Didn't I buy them? Didn't I like run to the, the Burger King to get us food? Because yeah. you were like well, late I, I had to and get we were like starving. And I had to go to the ATM because you told me it was free jazz, but it actually cost $20. Right, because I was like, you want to go to a free jazz show and you thought it was like a jazz show that costs no money, not like yeah. an avant-garde jazz Not like an improvisational jazz performance. Yeah, I should have um, been more clear, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought know. you were talking about free as in beer, but you meant uh, free as in freedom. Dude, rip the stone. I mean, that place, uh, it's good that they closed then because it never would have made it now. <laughs> True. You know, good way to end um, on a high note. I don't know. I feel like there's a uh, there's going to be new venues. There's going to be like shit. Shit's going to be back. The dance like too. Even the rough, ashes. Rough trade is closing. They're moving. Thank what? God. Yeah, they uh, they're <laughs> hopefully moving to a an undetermined or an unannounced location. I hope they moved to Nebraska, pl- dude. <laughs> No, they they said they're staying in New York, but um, it's fucked up because it's like they built that whole place for them out of like all these like shipping containers. It was like an old warehouse, and what's not uh, what's not known yet is if they'll take like the venue aspect of it with them because hmm. you That's know Bowery right presents there. did all. I only went to a couple of really cool shows there. I feel like I didn't really go to that many awesome things at Rough Trade. I saw like I didn't go the to Queen a there, which show. was cool. I saw Sydney Gish there once. I saw the Queen. Thing I, I did in Rough Trade once. I saw nothing there on Record Store Day for free. I saw uh-huh. Action Bronson, or I I was there during an Action Bronson show, but not at the show. I was in the store, and then he like led the whole show out into the store. Like they all like followed him out during the performance. And it was like him and Mario Batali in the front. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm just browsing in Rough Trade and all of a sudden, like, Action Bronson and Mario Batali and, like, a bunch of, like, Action Bronson fans are, like, pouring out of the venue doors, like, into the store part. And I'm like, Action Bronson's the only dude who raps about fennel, dude. No other rappers will rap about fennel. He's the only one that does it. Is that, like, a rap genius annotation that, like... 
It's like on the, the line about Fennel, it's like Action Bronson is the only rapper. People say Action Bronson sounds like Ghostface Killer, but Ghostface would never touch Fennel. That's you true. Know? He wouldn't talk about One time Fennel. I went to uh, Rough Trade after work because um, Angelo Badalamenti was signing records for the, him and David Lynch's new album a couple years ago, but I literally got there right after they cut the line off. Uh, and I was like, can I please just get in line? They're like, no, sorry. Like I bought the record and then I went to go get in line. And I was like, but there's, he's right there. Can I, and he's like, nah, we can't do it. Sorry. And I'm I, on it. I'm honestly upset. Obviously I'm super upset them. for, <laughs> I'm upset for you because that's <clears throat> really the worst way that could have ended. He was sitting right. I, I saw him sitting right there. And I was, I already had paid for the record. And then they were like, oh, actually, we can't have you get in, in line. Even though, like, mm-hmm. it's like literally, it was whatever time they made the cutoff. It was. You should just sucked. try to find him. That's probably like in the Upper East Side or something. Like, I'm upset like about how that ended side. for you, but I'm, e- I'm like equally upset that I didn't know about that event to go to myself. Right. It was like two um, years ago. The only yeah. Twin Peaks, I went, I went to, um, Barnes and Noble in Union Square when the um, the Twin Peaks Mark Frost book came out, the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I went to like I went to like a reading. <laughs> he like read some of it and did like a signing. So I like met him, and nice. that was really cool. That's cool. You but met yeah, Twin Rough Trade. Peaks? I also I met Twin Peak one one of the peaks. Oh, the frosty cool. one. The left one, um, the left peak. Yeah, the, the the left peak. It's like it's like the left shark peak. from the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> left oh, yeah, shark. Left yeah. shark. Um, I also, what else did I do? I I saw Bjork at. I like I spoke to Bjork at Rough Trade. Damn. I I I camped out there one time for a record store day, like all night to to buy shit and flip it. Um, <laughs> let's go. I went. I saw. Stuart Murdoch from Bell and Sebastian do like a Q and A randomly. I just like stop by. I did a I did a lot of cool stuff. I also almost worked there right when I moved to New York. I interviewed at Rough Trade a couple times. Damn, a couple um, times. How long was that interview process? It was you know it was like a couple like y- you apply and then they they I think I think I did two interviews. It's there. a twenty round interview and they check your last FM and they ask you to. <laughs> Like then they ask for your discogs. They check through both of those. They verify that you don't just own records that you don't actually listen to. Yeah, well, and then the they send rec- out a uh, a secret like undercover agent to place an order on your discogs, and they make sure that uh, if it was indeed a first edition uh, limited uh, yeah. press, that they make sure that it's not actually a repress. And uh, that's yeah. if you if you fail that test, that you get you get banned. From all rough trade stores. Well, that's that's the thing they do. Really, they all look they at, do they is look at they your check Discogs to make sure you. Yeah, if you own anything under VG plus, they don't yeah. they don't take you. Yeah, they actually just check to see if you previously worked at Urban Outfitters and if you have a nose ring, and that's probably why you didn't get invited back. That's that's I the first round. I, that's the first round, and I, yeah. they just call everyone who doesn't match that. I only worked at Urban. I didn't have the nose ring. It was a hard pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I interviewed there, but I realized so like that was right when I moved to New York, and 
I didn't have a job and I, I had the money I saved and I was like buying and selling records um, and going to shows and shit. And I was like going to record stores and like schmoozing and trying to like, like become a regular so I could get a job. And I realized very quickly that I already knew this in Florida, but especially in New York, getting a job at a record store is the hardest job to get with the lit- with the smallest payoff. <laughs> like it's so hard. You have to try so hard to get a record store job and it literally is like minimum wage and you get what like about two, two days being a, week. a hitman, yeah. dude. A hitman? That sounds like it'd be even more. No, the, work, the money is no, you get yeah, but you a go higher to jail, pay. dude. Yeah, if you're you good. get paid more for a higher risk. The record store, the higher risk is that you're gonna waste your life and never make enough money to sustain sustain yourself. The higher the and higher the, risk the is the you have to listen is to the indie money. music. You don't have to. And the fucked up thing is when I worked at Rough Trade, so like one of my one of my interview selling points was at the time they didn't have used records. Like Rough Trade when it was new in New York was just uh, strictly new records, no use section. And I tried to pitch them on doing like used records and like curating them. I'm like, you guys just need a person that's like down to do it. Right. Like, you know, um, and they were just kind of like, yeah, it's not really the type, like the vibe we're really trying to have here. Mm. And then like half a year later, they have like a little used section in mm. that like pedal in that like pedal performance, like they stole your idea. Yeah. You should sue them. Dude, they stole my bucks. idea. They didn't hire have me you, either. Have you taken, have you talked to your father about this? Not yet, but it's, you should hit him it's up. all in the file. Yeah, uh, I hope so, dude. But you I know, feel like they kind of stepped like, all over you. That was the closest that and human head. I feel like that dude, Travis, it, that was a block from my first apartment and I would go and hang out there and sell records to the owner of human head, Travis. And he was like sick. He like lived in the record store. I would like bring weed over and like vibe. Yeah. He was like an older dude that got into records like later in life, mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. decided like, fuck this. I want to, I love records. Like I'm obsessed. I'm going to start a record store. And it's been like super successful. He, He's like known for having like rare, obscure, like niche, like funk soul, mm-hmm. all kinds of like really sick shit. And it's actually one of the best stores in New York. But I felt like I almost had a job there because he told me to come in and talk about a job. And then I came mm. in to talk about it and he acted and he like you're really. Gay. No, he acted confused <laughs> and like he didn't offer me that opportunity. And I was like, it's all good, but like we for sure just talked about this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He's he's a little stonery type dude, but he also, if you guys remember, are you sure he old, wasn't referring to the biblical story of Job? Maybe Perhaps. could have been an Arrested Development it's reference. Pronounced job, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's pronounced Job, dude. No, um, the book of he Job. also used to J-O-B, job. he also used to run the um, the table at the Brooklyn Night Bazaar, the vinyl. Like there'd be like a record store booth. He that was a uh, human head. He was there like every week. Very solid. If you guys are like looking for some good shit, that dude will hook you up. I feel like that that was weird. Oh, and also talking about weird qualifications for getting a job. When I worked at the Strand, 
the strand is like famous. You have to take like a literary quiz to get the interview. They make you take a test to get the interview. Basically. How much do you get paid? Nothing. I got paid minimum wage to work at the strand. The strand and they fired me for calling in sick. The strand has the gotten strand some bad press. Oh it's, yeah. It's I mean, recently they took tons of money for in PPE and then they're begging their customers and yeah. the for donations and it's owned by like a fucking billionaire yeah. who's married to like a senator <laughs> who treats her employees really shitty and is like super like anti-unions. Like oh, that's yeah. why I got fired. So I got fired for calling in sick one time. Uh, after like I had worked there for like I don't know two months, but you have to work there for ninety days before you're allowed to call in sick. What? So that's that's why they fired me. That's the it's dumbest shit I've ever heard, noble, dude. And they didn't. So I called Jesus. and left a message the like an hour before work, like early in the morning before the shift. They had plenty of people. I did the protocol how you're supposed to do it, and then. I came in the next day to work, clocked in. We did like the floor meeting because I was in the basement. I was on the basement level because I told them I worked at a record store and I collected records. So they're like, oh yeah, we sell records in the basement. You'll be perfect for that. And then the basement record section is like w- like one rack. Oh yeah. It's, and nobody, it's nobody one buys little records. rack and it's all just like standard fare. So like I literally did zero record related. Yeah. I mean, or music. I mean... I stocked books on like the shelf, the pop culture shelf about music, like in the music section, but I did nothing with like selling music. Like I, I should have just said just I went to school bags. for fiction. Yeah. The tote they bags more are than huge. The tote bags? <laughs> Dude, the tote bags are huge because was a Japanese tourists, Japanese tourists are obsessed with them. Oh. Um, and I wish I wish I just told them like, oh, I have a creative writing degree and went to school for fiction. I'd like to sell, I'd like to work on the fiction floor because the fiction floor was air conditioned. Mm. <laughs> and the right. basement that had, movie like, fa- Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. With, uh, Will Ferrell. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah that's, that strand basement would get a little stuffy. Don't you Dude, think? it sucked. It was stuffy. the worst. Damn. And I what also, I had just, I just started working at the bar and I couldn't change the schedule. So what I did was I there's worked a, Friday, Friday night at the Strand. There's a bar te- at the tote bag store? No, at the Woods. Oh, okay. So I worked... Wait a second. There's a bar in the Woods? So I worked the day shift at... Like in the, the forest? Stra- I worked the day shift at the Strand. Got off. I had an hour to get to the Woods. Then I worked the Woods till 4 or 5 in the morning and then I had to be at the Strand again at 10 a.m. Your story and, and is do not a checking whole day. out. And then so I had to work go, all day Sunday. You would go to the tote bag store, mm-hmm. and then you would go to a bar in the woods. And you'd a work bar, there. Na- a bar named the woods. Named the woods. Why would they name... Isn't it a bar? It's not really a... Like a collection of deciduous trees. I don't know, man. It's a shitty name. It's a bar... It's a club, you know, you've been there. We had the meme shows there. It's like whatever. I, I have no comment about, about the woods. <laughs> the woods I've never is... been there. Yeah. Aaron, have you ever been to the woods? I just think it's a little funny uh naming a bar the woods when um uh you're in the middle of a city. 
Yeah. There's no trees here. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially what? not near the, the Williamsburg water. Are you front. allowed to do you know that? I feel the same way about Alphaville because it's all beta cucks. That's that go there. such a good point. That's true. Who want their chicken like, nuggies? False advertisement. They had like cauliflower nugs for a while. They're pretty good. Dude, you can just make those at home. I could, but I used to live like half a block from Alphaville. Yeah. So I, it was like my emergency like hangover food like at mm. two in the morning if I slept all day. Mm. And it was the only place like open. I don't know. The food there was whack. I, fuck Alphaville. Like I went to a couple cool shows there. But aside from Wait. shows, you know. If you were hung, there was a time when you slept until two in the morning and then woke up. Oh, absolutely. Did you ever? What do you mean, what do you mean a time? I don't know. So walk me through what a day like that was like. So you got home from work. And you were drunk, and then you went to bed, and you woke uh, no, up to no, 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 no. See, that's okay. where you have it all twisted, my friend. All right. How about you explain it, <laughs> beginning to end? These were back in my uh, my my nose beers uh, days. Oh, drunk driving days. My yeah, my nose beers days, where I would get off work at like five, and then like stay at work for an hour after work, drinking and playing pool to like six. And then walk home and pay my nose beers guy and then get fronted more and then stay up by myself all night in my room doing that. And then what is eventually no- oh, nose beers. Yeah. And then eventually pass out and sleep all day and be off the next day and then wake up at like two in the morning mm. and be up the next day, like all day. It was not good. I don't uh, endorse this lifestyle, but it was a phase. It's uh, not very glamorous. It's only the, the context is only to explain why I would wake up at two in the morning, uh, not to glamorize. To glamorize fact, such a thing. In fact, I suggest the exact opposite. I suggest, mm. I suggest uh, medical school. <laughs> the medical opposite. School. Medical school is the opposite of working at a bar. You heard it here first, folks. You wouldn't download a podcast officially recommends. Going to medical school. Is that different from recreational school? Recreational mm. school? Um, <laughs> I, that's a good question. Uh, that's the persona. Like, do you need a series. license to go to medical school? Is it, le- is it legal? Question. Is it legal to go to medical school? Because I know it's not legal to go to recreational school. I think they just. They just re- legalized recreational school in New Jersey, though. Uh, okay, so you got you have to there. commute. So go on the path train. The path. You can take the path. And yeah. New Jersey path. transit. New Jersey I transit. I mean, re- recreational school has been legal in California for years. That's what I'm saying. I'm not That's trying why to go there everyone's right moving now. to LA. In Colorado. Yeah. Where you, where you, you, you learn how to chill, you know? That's the first, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's the, yeah. Folks always move to the, Los Angeles, Los to Angeles, get their, to get their recreational weed. Except their, Joe Rogan, who left for job. Texas. <laughs> That's funny. He, he left Los Angeles. Joe Rogan. Where in he, Texas? He went to te- Texas is the Spotify of the United States. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. He he signed a a deal with Texas, an exclusive. I almost moved to Texas for work. I'm really glad it didn't happen. Speaking of Joe Rogan in Texas, what about Dave Chappelle getting 
COVID in Texas while he's doing those shows with with Rogan. And the rumor was going around because he took pic- they took pictures last week. It was Rogan, uh, Dave Chappelle, Elon Musk, and Grimes and Donnell Rollins all in a picture last week. And Grimes got COVID, and the rumor going around was that Grimes gave Chappelle COVID because none of them have masks on. And then Joe Rogan confirmed like yesterday that Dave didn't get it from Grimes. And it's like, how do you know, bro? That's the dumbest Come shit on. ever. Here's the thing. Grimes if, Grimes is if definitely Grimes kills on, Dave Chappelle. Dude. Grimes is on a quest for some different dick because i feel like elon musk is like spending all day sitting in his car like he's just like babe you have to check this out i made it to where you can play uh, space invaders on the tesla while you're driving and she's like can we please have sex it's been it's been like ever since we had this baby you won't even look at me anymore and he's like i don't know what you're talking about babe well, it's because the, uh, the space invaders the, on the, the hair, Tesla. The hair treatment is, affects his uh, sex drive. I am doing Fortnite so next. Like, I think. What do you guys think if it came out that like Grimes was having like a secret, like abusive affair with Shia LaBeouf or something? What do you mean? No, I think Grimes is having <laughs> like it an comes out that she's leaving. Affair. She's leaving Elon for Shia LaBeouf. I'm just, you know, Shia LaBeouf's making his rounds. He did, he he had the FKA Twig relationship, and I don't know. I don't know. Shia LaBeouf Margaret, seems uh, like a sick dog right now. He's, he's definitely canceled. He got canceled. From Death Stranding. Oh yeah. Well, didn't the one who um, plays Mama in Death Stranding? FKA Twigs came out and said said that he was like abusive to her recently. Yeah. He's fucking canceled, dude. He's. Kind of the worst, honestly. I think he's yeah, a severe alcoholic. Because so. wasn't he in oh, rehab yeah, for a while, like early on? I feel like he's got some. He's got what about some those, uh, some battles. What about those? And I'm not talking about got, the band. He got dude. like. Yo, don't bring no, that, he, don't bring uh, battles into this. Keep keep Ian Williams out of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what about those tattoos he got for that movie role? He got real tattoos. Oh. Yeah. What movie? Uh, he got like a chest piece and a stomach piece for a movie that bombed. What movie? Um, by the way, uh, that seems Aaron. so stupid. Why what movie? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Shia LaBeouf. The tax collector? Tattoos. Yes. The pictures. I've- he got like an entire stomach chest piece thing that says creeper no it's okay. for the movie shia LaBeouf creeper. is oh in the tax collector yeah shia labeouf is terrible. clearly mentally ill it's real there is some serious mental illness going on in shia labeouf's life pull up the rotten tomato rating for the movie dude i can tell you what it is the tattoo it's uh it's i think a it's 19%. like a percent it's 19 so he got yeah, it's a, a 19 stomach a chest the movie came piece. out last year. I didn't even hear about this. It has, it has a seventy-two percent exactly. audience score, though. So the audience did. Yeah, but like that's it. just Shia. That's just Shia LaBeouf and all his friends. You think so? All the the Transformers. 
They they yeah. altered they they hacked into the system. Bumblebee did I think, it. I think Shia doesn't do good if a movie doesn't have the word honey in it. Like American Honey, that movie was good. Honey Boy and Honey Boy, that movie was good. But there's no movies that he's in that don't have the word honey in them that he's good at. Well, no, we already talked about yeah, the good holes, one where trash. He, Transformers. No, where trash. he played. He plays the um, the mentally challenged dude in the True Confessions Disney movie. It oh, was God, was yeah that that was raw. <laughs> he was raw in that. And um, even Steven's movie, you know, <laughs> there's mm, a movie top tier. Yeah, they, a, it's like a Disney. It's a Disney movie. They like go to an island or something. He was in the uh, the English dub of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Winds by Hayao Miyazaki. Wow. <laughs> the fucked up thing is like Shia LaBeouf's real life is basically the plot of the Joaquin uh, I'm Still Here movie. It's basically like hmm. that movie was basically like a fictionalized mockumentary version of Shia LaBeouf's career, I feel like. Because hmm. you guys have That's seen that video point. of him rap. You guys have seen the video of him rapping, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like with no shirt on, he's got like that one dread and everyone's like, he's like, he's like freestyling with no backing track. In like yeah. a a huddled cipher type situation, oh um, and he's so bad, dude. Honestly, I don't know, man. I just don't know about him. I, I don't know if it's all like performance or it's if he's not. truly just no, like he's, a, he's, a he's just fucked up. <laughs> he's just fucked up. I think he's, just got, he's not he some, some mastermind. Like he's he just yeah. does fucked up. Sh- it's like Kanye. You know what I mean? Like people try yeah, to act like yeah. Kanye is this brilliant mastermind genius. No, he's just like completely mentally ill and like no one has any support network for him. So they just let him run free and do whatever he wants. And everyone tries to ascribe this, like, wow, he's, he's this brilliant genius. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's extremely talented, but I don't think everything he's doing is like, he's not like masterminding his entire plan, like in advance, he's just running. Both of them are like that. They just run by the seat of their pants. Yeah. I like my um my celebrities, my mentally ill celebrities to have a bit more naivety about <laughs> them. Like a Frankie Muniz, let's say. <laughs> you know, like someone that's mentally ill but like s- sweet and still like some kind of wholesome. Like you know they still might start like an olive oil company with their fiance or something, you know. Yeah, we need more olive oil companies. You ever go to the olive oil section in the store? It's yeah. one of the toughest times of your life. Standing in front of the olive oil section. Because really, my all you have is you have the price and you have the type of the oil. But do you know like some solid olive oil brands that you like can rely on? It's like the Bertelli one, one is the one. The, the Bertelli, Bertelli one. Bertelli one though is like is is pretty is pretty lower. It's lower low quality. standard. Yeah. I don't know. My my old roommate, I used to sneak, he would have like this big bottle of avocado oil. And I cook so infrequently oh. that occasionally I would like use it. Uh, and that shit was pretty tight. I highly recommend. Um, avocado oil? Avocado is that oil, another yeah. recommendation on the pod? It is. Yeah, I would say. I give right. it a thumbs up. You heard it here, folks. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Sorry about that. Um, the best oil for... What did you do? Did you stir fry? Did you saute? Would you uh, uh deep it was probably fry? for like a, it was probably for like a stir fry, honestly. Roast, yeah. Okay. So for stir frying, Jeff recommends avocado oil. And was that this was a vegan meal you prepared? 
Of course. And what went into it? Do you remember? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Kind of hard to say like, now. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's so hard to say. It's so far. Um, I don't live okay. there anymore. It's like I'm so I'm so far yeah. removed. You're from removed from it. Yeah, that life. I was going to use that word too. Removed. Hmm. Um, yeah. So you're just kind of gone from but it's it. It's good. I yeah. I should I should cook more. I don't know. I'm a. Uh, I'm. It's definitely something that's requested of me in the household. So maybe yikes! Bringing out some real stuff on the pod. Watch some. Uh, some tutorials. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> have you ever been to uh, epicurious.com? No. Check that out. It's a whole website it? dedicated to, to food and cooking. Yeah. It's, or maybe you can take like a master a class. David, what about yeah, that? maybe. It sounds like a David a Foster Wallace class? novel. <laughs> Epicurious? Epicurious. Yeah. Like the un. It, it was the uh, the one he was thinking about writing after the Pale King when he died. Oh, um, yeah, that makes um, sense. Here's a recipe for you right now. This looks know, to man. be a vegan recipe. This is fall apart caramelized cabbage. Now I'm noticing Ooh. right off the bat there is a little bit of uh, part whole milk Greek yogurt, but it's for serving, so you could easily leave it out. Um, but otherwise, the recipe is a quarter cup, double concentrated tomato paste, three garlic cloves, finely grated. So you're going to want a microplane for that. Uh, one and a half teaspoons of ground coriander. One and a half teaspoons of ground cumin. A teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes. One medium head of Savoy or green cabbage. It's about two pounds. And half a cup of extra virgin olive oil divided. I don't know what that means. I don't know how you divide it. Kosher Jacob, salt. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not. I'm not going to read all that. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just. I'm, I'm actually giving tonight, you the recipe or, so you I'm, can prepare it. I'm ordering. It's already decided. I'm, we're either ordering ramen or Burger King tonight. Mm. It's on. It's. Those are the two contenders. I'm making a pre-miles inspired meal today. Ooh. I got a well, I got a chuck I, I got a chuck roast. So after we finish up this podcast episode, I'm gonna go get some carrots and potatoes. And I'm gonna make roast with potatoes and carrots. Cause nobody makes roast with potatoes and carrots anymore. That's what it says on that meme. No one does that. So I'm going to do it. Sick. I want to be you, one of the few people that have done it. You should like get a bunch of your friends to go on a Zoom while you eat it and roast them while you eat the roast. And it'll be like Jacob's roast roast dinner or something like I think, that. And then, I think you should think a little bit more about that idea. I think that you have... The beginning of something that yeah. could be good. Yeah. But I think that overall, there's a lot lacking. Not to be rude. I feel like I mean? we could probably get we could probably get like Lisa Lampinelli last minute for that type of shit. Or like uh Jeff Ross, maybe, or uh Who's a Lisa Lampinelli? Lisa Lampinelli is like that that like heavy set female comic that's like in every single Comedy Central roast for like the past like 30 years. <laughs> right. She's always like talking about like dick. She's like, I love dick. 
Um, oh, <laughs> that's like her her thing. Um, well, has she done any like films? I she must have some like small like like bit roles and things. Like I don't know about movies, maybe TV shows. But her thing, she was like a stand up comic that did like Comedy Central shit. Mm. You know, like a Jeff Ross or like a one of those like comics that you never see outside of like late nineties, early two thousands, like Comedy Central. Oh, Nothing. I just saw. Shit. I just saw online. It turns out. So I didn't know this, but oh my god, what? Yeah, I just found out that okay. So Larry King was apparently an honorary member of the Rotary Club of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, that's so honorary. Crazy. He I never went to school for it. I didn't know about it. What do you do um, in a Rotary Club? You just wake up at six a.m. and or no, you go to the meetings at six a.m. and you say the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. and then you'll jerk off into a circle with a bunch of old men. So that's the Rotary. Rotary. Club. Rotary to me sounds like a like a tech startup app, like a new app, mm, right? Like Rotary or something. Mm. Um, maybe for it's 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 a new app. That's why Larry King was a an honorary member because it's a it's an app for for the liberal elite cabal members to. It's like the opposite of parlor. Yeah. Gotcha. Ro- Rotary is the uh, Didn't, wasn't the opposite the, of parlor that one thing that was like the fact checking website. Vera, Vera, <laughs> or Vera, Vera. I, dude, I feel like it was it. called Vera sign or something. It was about it was like a fact checking website where it was like social media, <laughs> but like it was like just like fact check quotes. Are you talking about the am I the am I canceled? The I I'm trying to figure out what it was called. It was really Isn't Verisign like it? a secure checkout thing? Yeah. Ver- <laughs> Verifax, was that what it was called? This is blockchain powered fact checking. But I don't so, think this is it. Serena was telling me that parlor's back that like some servers in Russia took them on or something. Did you guys hear about yeah. this? I didn't investigate no. into it at all. It's very That's, interesting. It's like, how do you even, how would you even get it on your phone if regular app stores won't let you get it? You, you have to go like, to the website, dude. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like that's like complicated for their audience, <laughs> right? Or maybe not because they like, so, dude. they're like hackers, I guess. I don't know. They're hackers. The parlor people are hackers. Dig into that. Speak some on of that. them, right? Some of them have to be. Some of them have to Keep be like going. Russian. Some of them have to be like Russian bot hacker types, right? Have you been watching CNN, dude? Jeff's been Maybe. mainlining that MSM. Jeff. Maybe. <laughs> straight, MSNBC straight to Jeff's face. <laughs> Jeff's going to be fucking Rachel Maddow tomorrow. Guys, I just, I just think Jake Tapper can get it. You know what I mean? Dude, are you I fucking? Don't, don't even joke about that shit. Here's the problem don't, with the Jake Tapper thing. That. I used to always watch Anthony Bourdain. So before I really even knew who like Jake Tapper was, I was watching Anthony Bourdain like reruns on uh, YouTube TV, kind of like right around when he died. I didn't know who Jake Tapper was then, luckily. But like there always would be this like 
like an ad for like Jake Tapper's show. And I was like, I fucking hate, I don't know anything about this guy, but if I hear another one of his fucking ads, I swear to God. And then like, I found out he's like a horny poster on Twitter and shit. <laughs> and he's like an annoying anchor. On yeah. He's CNN. horny for the military. I, he feels like he's going to cry every time. Like he was like the first person during the Trump thing to be like, Oh, it is a, it is a full blown coup. We have a full blown coup going on. They are, they are taking over. Uh, the political <laughs> democracy, and there's that one guy on CNN that cries all the time too. I wish they replaced. replaced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wish they'd replace replace Jake Tapper with John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Yeah, that would be That'd fucking be cool. sick. Yeah, that would be, be cool. you know everyone should listen to uh, Citations Needed's episodes about Jake Tapper if they want a deeper dive into why that guy's a piece of shit. I'm curious. I mean, I mean, first off, I, he I think was obviously already, born but... with the name Jacob, and he decided to take on the nickname Jake. So if that doesn't tell you anything about him, like, <laughs> did you never, you never went by Jake? Absolutely not, dude. I mean, that is never. like you are. It's sex criminal name right there. Like anybody <laughs> who's named Jake is sex criminal. Uh, is that right? true? I, yeah. I mean, uh, speak for yourself. Look at those! Um, look at those episodes of Citations Needed. They got a couple of ones on that too. All right, I, I guess say, I must have missed you, those. I must have missed. Would those you episodes. say that yeah, you're you're less than Jake? Yeah. Well, more, think about that, man, Jake. dude. There might be a true and on so episode. There's about a that. reason. There's an episode. There's a reason why they called themselves less than Jake. Because really? they knew, yeah. Because they knew they were doing some like some minor heinous acts, but it wasn't Jake bad. Okay. You know what I mean. That's what they named what about, the bands after. What about like, so Aaron, I never watched all the Twilight, but I know as I've seen your Plex that you have the Twilight films. That's true. I does, do have do, all of the Twilight films in my Plex library. Does Jacob ever go by Jake in the Twilight? Is it canon yeah. to mm. call him Jake ever? Not that I know of. Bella's dad mm. calls him Jake. I'm pretty sure. What? His dad? Yeah. Uh, I think people uh, call him Jake. I need. I'm going to need a fact checker on this. I don't know about that. What other Jake? Like what other Jakes Jake. are there? I feel like there's got to be Jake, some cool Jake Jakes. Paul. Jake Paul. Jake the Snake. Um. Jake the Snake. That's true. <laughs> uh. Blames Jake. You know. Wait a second. Let's take a look here. That's my new. I'm on the. That's the my Twilight new bedroom band. Page. Blames Jake. Blames Jake. <laughs> so dumb. We're just we're just rounding up FK twi- Twigs X's yeah, in this I guess episode. So. I this guess is all so. uh, by accident. It's all about. This is uh, all about Twigs. <laughs> all about Twigs. Dude, that was another one when I first moved to New so York. I, uh, I went to like an FK Twigs single release signing like they had like mm-hmm. signed copies of her single for like the first lp for like lp1 at this like art installation coffee shop thing and i went and i was like how many can i buy and they were like however many you want so i bought a couple of them and i flipped that shit on ebay real quick yeah i think for like 80 or 90 bucks like a piece super good to like like super early in new york like that's how i got by before i found real work Mm-hmm. And then I was like a freelance live production, red carpet event, 
uh, location management person that was like, like on the side of um, Radio City Music Hall during the day, like stopping traffic so the load-in trucks could pull up and unload like the stuff for the Rockettes like musical show mm-hmm. for like twelve-hour shifts. That shit was actually fucking sick. I got to like go into Radio City and walk around in like the the orchestra pit and shit like that. Like you know, nobody in there. I could just like do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like a, ever- a walkie-talkie and I. I no boss, basically. What did you do <laughs> yeah. in the orchestra pit, dude? I just did like a tour. Like my buddy who got me the job, who had been doing that job for a while. I guess that the the owner of that company had a deal with Radio City and had been doing the Rockettes show. Like he had a deal with the VMAs. Like his company does location managements for the VMAs every year. Like he's established. So like my buddy who had been in New York for like, five or six years. It was like my friend from high school, from TV production. We, we got arrested together in high school. He got me the job when I moved to New York because I was looking for work. And he's like, oh, dude, I had no idea you were looking for work. Like, I can hook you up with uh, some freelance gigs. And they were sick. It was like day rates, like 130 or 175 bucks Did he like go a day. Like, did he tell the boss? He was like, oh, yeah, Jeff's just an honest dude. I know it from jail. <laughs> well, he didn't know me from jail. He knew me from class. No, yeah. but um, which is also jail. The, the owner, the boss Yo, is also like a, Foucault, a chill stoner. Yeah, he's a chill stoner, dude. Moment. Yeah, Foucault moment for sure. <laughs> um, and he's like, he's like the number two for the company. He had been working for the guy for like five or six years. So like, yeah. his recommendation went a long way. And the thing is, is I would have stuck with that job, but the problem was, is it was freelance and Mm. the the gigs were so few and far between most of the other people that worked for them did PA work and were constantly lining up like PA work. And I didn't want to be a PA. So it wasn't frequent enough to, to keep me from needing to get Yeah. Positions, uh, production assistant. Oh, production um, assistant. But like, I needed a a, f- a consistent job, so I started working mm. at Champs. And uh, then when I would get hit up for the freelance gigs, it'd be like a day before. It'd be like, "Hey, can you do the next six days at Madison Square Park?" And I'd be like, "No, I need two weeks to request off." Like, I I work five days a week now. Like I didn't, you could have just told them, don't call me again unless it's the garden. I don't want to go to the park. I want to go to the garden. No, nah, I mean, I worked a sick cause you probably could have worked park. something out there. No, when I did the, um, Calls I did like a gala. Now? I did like a gala at Washington square park for a week, like setting up. And that's where I saw Kira Knightley and Chris, Whoa. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, uh, dude. Chrissy Teigen and her bodyguards <laughs> taking like 20, 20 containers of ketchup from Shake Shack, and like. I hope Chrissy Teigen's the next vice president. She. Will I have be. a picture of her taking the ketchup, uh, and they were really adamant about no pictures. And the bodyguard is giving me like the dirtiest look ever. They're like walking back to the limo, and each assistant is holding like ten ketchup tubs. Like they really mm. took advantage of the complimentary ketchup. Chrissy Teigen, 
I see you. And I think I made like an, I posted on Instagram and it was like Chrissy Teigen doing normal people things at the, the public place, getting the public free ketchup, taking advantage, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, calling her out. That, uh, you ruined her career. <laughs> dude, I don't think it was just me, but you know, Chrissy Teigen, who'd have thought? Ketchup fanatic. I watched this crazy movie last night. There was like this Polish movie. There was about these two mermaids who go work at a strip club and it's like a musical, but also a horror movie because they're What's like sirens. It's called The Lore. It's on Criterion. I don't know if I would recommend checking it out. Actually, I would recommend checking it out just because it was really strange. But there was this scene where like the mermaid and this woman were on a bed of ice and they cut the mermaid's tail off and the other girl's legs off and then sewed them on the other the others. So one of mm-hmm. them could become a mermaid and the other one could be legs. But it was like full on like both of them were just like naked on a bed of ice and got sawed in half and stitched together. So it's like crazy. Saw meets, it was very, it's like saw meets splash. No, not quite. No Tom um, Hanks. Splash. No, I would say I would say not like Splaw. that. It reminded me. Splash. It's called Splash. It reminded like me of of uh, um kind of like it. It was like if David Cronenberg did The Little Mermaid, but also <laughs> he wanted to like adapt High School Musical a little bit as well. So it had, it had a glee, a glee flavor about it. It had like it had like some La La Land level dancing oh. that would go on, like the full coordinated shit and stuff. But then it was what like, ye- what year did it come out? I'm, I'm trying to like, it's not oh, even it's that old. Relatively new, okay. yeah. And I was thinking like co- that uh, it could be cool as like an experimental '80s movie, but like, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a fun watch though. It was very much like it was kind of light on plot. You know what I mean? Like it had like some there was some plot moments, but it was pretty light on plot. Um, and it's about a love triangle technically a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, which is, you know, kind of cheap, but it was good. It was good. It, uh, different perspective. And I think that's important. I feel conflicted on your, on whether this is a recommendation or I gave it a uh, three, I gave it three and a half stars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Letterboxd official. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it, but it was a three and a half star or three and a half bags of popcorn. Yeah. I mean, I there's a part where out. she eats a cop, which was kind of chill. Damn. And wow. that was the extra half star. <laughs> she gets the cop to have sex with her. And then right before they have sex, she eats her, the cop. So it was a lesbian sex scene. So that she was like scissoring with her mermaid tail. Maybe this is where the cop uh, pulls maybe- a gun on her and then she eats her. So maybe this. Maybe this movie, uh, maybe Army Hammer watched this movie and uh, got some some sick ideas. I think the dirty projectors guy cannibalism ideas. Watch this movie, and he Dave realized Longstretch. he had to kick all the girls out of the band. Dave yeah. Longstretch. Dave Longstretch. Uh, he had to kick all the girls out of the bands. I'm like, I can't vibe the new dirty projectors as much 
oh, it's I, just not as good. I that. like honestly have just not been interested to listen to any of that. It's poo poo music, which is weird because it's because the first Dirty Projectors is just Dave Longstretch too, and he's he wrote composed all the it's music that everyone then, performed on all the other records. He's, he's humble back then, though. You know what I mean? Right. And he wrote I mean, that, he's been that going since like self-titled album. He's been going since the nineties, right? Or like when was his first? Yeah, dude, yeah. He, he's was, been going uh, since it's like that nineteen sixty three, dude. It's Graceful it's that Fallen yellow Mango. album with, with the dude. naked guy on the cover. Well, his first album is Graceful Graceful Fallen Mango, which is two thousand two, and then it yeah, was. Yeah, what glad about all the stuff with the Eagles, dude? Right. He did all that yeah, shit with the Eagles, Eagles beforehand, Hotel California and stuff. Uh huh. That's why he did that Don Henley. The Glad album. Fact is good. Like, I was just listening to that earlier. Glad Fact is good. A family friend, uh, this guy that I used to go to. Uh, so we had like, there was like a family that we like shared season baseball tickets with growing up. Mm. And uh, must be nice, dude. The, the father <laughs> uh, of the family was like a Brooklyn born and raised guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would occasionally like bring his friends. Wait, were these Marlins growing tickets? up? These were Marlins tickets, yeah. And yeah. occasionally, so those were mad. This, this so they were mad would, cheap, is what you're saying. <laughs> they were cheap. So he would bring his Marlins his are friends. Uh-huh. Well, this was also around like '97. We shared the tickets during the Marlins World Series. Oh, you know, okay, I never mind. Sorry, my my baseball so, references are out of calibration. Throughout their periods of ups and downs, we shared these tickets. Gotcha, gotcha. But okay. um, he had like New York homies that he would bring to the games. So we knew like they were friends of ours too, I guess. And this dude he grew up with, who was a family friend who came to a bunch of games and like, we came to know this dude, Eddie, he was the audio engineer for all of the Eagles records. Damn. Like Mm. he has, he has Grammys for doing like production for all the Eagles records, but he passed away. Like it sucks because by the time I was like old enough to know, like, I don't give a shit about the Eagles. I fucking don't like. So he, so he supervised all of their lines of Coke off of the soundboard. Probably. <laughs> but he probably, he probably like had a lot to do with, he, he did the Bee Gees records. Hey, Don, Don Henley did Coke off this mixing like he, desk. He would have been, he would have been a sick person to talk to now with like my scope of like music now you history. Like music. But like as a kid, I didn't know like the importance and now he's passed away. So it kind of sucks. But Damn. like, I also would have told him, like I would have done the whole big Lebowski, like I, the fucking Eagles, man, fuck the Eagles. Turn it off. You could have, you could have told him he was um, Steve Albini, but not as cool. Dude, he would have been like, who the fuck is Steve Albini? <laughs> was it Glyde Jones? I also, no, his name was Eddie, Eddie something. I got to look it okay, up. Okay, well, I don't, but, I don't um, see him on Wikipedia, so. I think this is a, a tall tale, dude. I'm seeing Bill Seismic and uh, Glenn Jones, Johns. That's who produced all of them. Wait a second. What if there oh, is a band? Yep, what if there Bill. is a band of all Stevens? So like um, Stephen Wilson, the Steven Steve Vai. Okay. Uh, who who else would be in this band? I'm trying All to the brainstorm. Stevens. A, yeah, I'm trying to make of a, a Steven only band. 
Steve Van Zandt. What Zan. about even Steen? It's Steven Tyler. Um, uh, Steven Tyler for sure. Um, what about uh, Steven Stills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about Steven Steve Seagal? Smith from, um, from, from Journey. I feel Steven, Steven Seagal, Seagal probably yeah. plays a mad lap steal. Like a crazy lap yeah. steal. Shit goes crazy. And it's all produced um, by Steve Albini. Steve mm. Albini, yeah. yeah. Um, and what about Steve from Blues Clues? He was in a band. Yeah, <laughs> he has like two Steve albums. Steve from Blues Clues. Steve from Blues Clues. He does. Yeah. Or what about? Let's take. Um, but he's in character. Ian McKay. Ian McKay's band, The Evens, that he has with his wife. And Shia LaBeouf joins it, and they call it Even Stevens. Whoa! Let's go! That's so fucking sick. Does that make I think Ian that McKay a wife punk guy? Rock. He is a wife guy. Yeah, he's absolutely. a band wife guy. He has to be. So is Jack White. Um, <laughs> Jack White is a Jack wife guy. He changed <laughs> his damn such name. A wife guy. Yeah. He changed his damn last name, dude. What a wife guy. You don't get bigger of a wife guy than that. Yeah. Changing your own last name. His last name was fucking Fellas, is it gay to change your last name to your married wife? That's a little crazy. It's a little sus. But I did like Meg White in uh, Family Guy. (laughs) Underrated. Yeah, Meg White. (laughs) <laughs> Meg White and Family Guy was good. Yeah. Um, Meg White was good in Family Guy. <laughs> I just wish she wouldn't marry uh, her brother Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm still trying to think of more Stevens. I have the Steven <sighs> musician a, Google page open, so it would be uh, Steve Van Zant on rhythm guitar. Steven mm. Wilson on lead guitar. Steven Tyler mm. vocals. Uh, Steve, Stevie Wonder on piano. Stevie Wonder on piano. Stephen Curtis oh, Chapman. On, on synthesizer. On synthesizer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the keys. Stevie we Wonder can just call it the keys on, and on it can be a synthesizer or a piano. It doesn't matter. You know, well, he probably do. How would, he, how would he know? You know. What about uh, um, Steven Spielberg, dude? <laughs> I heard he plays he a, do the music. a music. Do the, no, you can do the music yeah, video. Is, dude. Do the music video. Steve Steve Walsh from Kansas. Oh, oh yeah. see, there, these are I some deep like cut all Stevens. The, all, all the Stevens are classic rockers. Isn't there a Steve Miller? Steve Miller, Steve Miller yes, Steve, yeah. Steve Miller, another classic yeah. rocker, dude. Yes. Steve Steve Martin playing the banjo. Yeah, also some people call him. Yeah. Um, this is just broken so broken social Steve. Broken Broken social social Steve. Steve. That's good. Dude, that's that's absolutely insane. (laughs) That's a good one. Oh, I'm happy with that joke. That's a good one. Oh, man. You should get that tattooed. Bro, yeah, just a chess piece. Uh, Could Stevie Nicks be in it, technically? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And like... What about Steven Stills? I think we would, yeah. Multi-instrumentalist Steve Drods from The Flaming Lips. Yes. Yeah. Um, Steve Drods. Steve Drods. This is like a flaming. This is like a. You know, Tom York's original name was probably Steven. 
And this is the polyphonic it Stevens. <laughs> it's not on Wikipedia, but it's probably possible that Tom York was actually named Steven. That when he was I born. would believe it. Because it's an it. anagram of Tom. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you mix the letters up. Uh, Sufjan Stevens could join Sufjan the band. Stevens. Oh. Sufjan Stevens uh, definitely has to be a member. I don't even uh, get how did he. Steve Aoki did, could uh, be behind the Steve the Aoki. He could some, do the. He could do, he could do, like do some mixing. sort of incubus type thing. He could do like an odd future Ooh. kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where they got a DJ on there as well. Yeah, some uh, sort of an uh, an incubus uh, odd future type thing. <laughs> One of those. Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood. Winwood. Right. Uh, uh, you know, I just some, was get some Steve uh, Marriott some flutes going. Steve Perry from Journey is the singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Cat Stevens got yeah. kicked out when he changed his name to Yusuf. Yeah, Islam. he couldn't be in the band anymore. That's true. Did you guys did you guys realize that Morrissey's name is Stephen? <laughs> what? Isn't it Stephen Patrick Morrissey? I did not know that. I guess he has to be in the band. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like that Morrissey guy, and I think he should have a, a different name. I'm thinking well, he kind of. Rena- I, I mean, okay. He Well, he did renounce the name Steven by going by Morrissey. So I don't think he's allowed to be in the band. Mm, I agree. I agree with that. And they would, really and the, go band, by Steven. the band should do a Steve Reich album Wait. where they do stupid performances of Steve Reich songs. That's actually fucking sick. Yo, what about fuck uh, fucking uh, Steven Sodheim, dude? <laughs> yeah, he gets a musical composition. <laughs> he composes it. <laughs> he's the compo- <laughs> He's composing. He he he's writing all the songs, and all these other Stevens are forced to play his compositions. <laughs> That's a good idea. Music. He has some sheet music, dude. He, can oh you see God. all these guys in a, in a big practice room and then Steven yeah. Sondheim shows up an hour late and he's like, I'm sorry, guys, I was just yeah. making copies. And then he passes out all, the, all these like sheet music and all these guys are like, I don't know how to read this. And Steven Soderbergh is going to direct the music video. I thought it was Steven Spielberg on the music video. <laughs> they do a collaboration. <laughs> That's <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they double booked them. Maybe they yeah. both show up <laughs> and they're like, wait, and, uh, but I, I have the email right here. It's a, they asked me for 10 a.m. on Monday. What? I don't know why. You're, did you get the same? Oh, shit. We got the same email. <laughs> Fuck. That's crazy. The, pro- the project's going to do their their live debut on Stephen Colbert. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's really good. Wow. I think um, we got this figured out. This is such a good idea. It was a great exercise. Um, this is kind of like doing a, it's an American is, name. It's like doing a. This is like an icebreaker uh, that you would do at like college. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we could probably get some year. sort of like uh, sponsorship with Steve Madden. Yeah, oh, maybe they're all wearing. They're all wearing get, Steve Madden. Steve, yeah, like Wolf, didn't Walter he go to jail Madden. though? Isn't he like in? Isn't Steve Madden like in prison or something? It doesn't matter. Uh, he does Coco the. He, no, he, no, he makes Nazi. those football. He no, he makes those football. Video games now. Oh, oh yeah, Steve, Steve Madden. Madden. Yeah, Steve Steve Madden 2020. Not many people. Not many, many people. It's like you know, it's like the Guinness Book of World Records is Guinness the beer. Not many people yeah. know that Madden mm-hmm. game is Steve Madden. <laughs> people don't know That's that. That's true. Steve Madden, Guinness Book of World. What about Records. Stephen Merritt? Stephen Merritt from the Magnetic Fields. Also, Who's that, okay, dude. He's uh he's the book of love guy. 
Oh, that's a good He's song. He's the Peter Gabriel guy. And then uh, I okay, heard that song on TikTok. Hear me out. So so they have we have a we have a uh, apparel deal with you know like Tom York has a deal with Rag and Bone, so he's always wearing Rag and Bone. Wait, does he? So really? These guys are wearing. Yeah, Tom. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's true. That's the it's funniest true. shit of all time. Um, Rag and Bone. Yep. He looks like true. Rag and Bone. I love Tom. He, though. He's Tom, looking like listening. a rag and a bone. <laughs> Tom, if, if fits. If you're listening, buddy, no, but, come okay, on so the pod. Okay, so hear me out. So we have a deal with Steve Madden that all of their mm. apparel is going to be Steve Madden brand, but all we need is black turtlenecks and jeans because they're all they're all dressing like Steve Jobs. Mm. Oh shit, that's good. They're all. I up like there. the idea though, because they're because their job is to be Steve. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Makes I just, sense. I just like the idea of Tom York putting on like a uh, someone from like a jacket from uh, Rag and Bone and be like, "Don't don't I look really good in this this bomber, this bomber <laughs> jacket? I really like it. I, I think it's great." Um, hey, uh, I, I think it's kind of fucked up that one of the Beatles wasn't named Steve. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there should have yeah, been a what Steve. The hell? Beetle Steve. He'd be called Steve, Steve Beetle. Like. He'd be called like Steve, uh, Steve Beans, uh, <laughs> Some, yeah. something oh, British, you know. That's just Steve. Steve, oh look <laughs> at him! Steve's eating a full fucking English on the telly. You doing oh that voice God. reminds me of um, on People Just Do Nothing. There's the character named Steve's. Yes. And you sound like Grinder yelling at Steve's. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. People just do nothing is good. Underrated. Let's stop doing a podcast and let's do a, a pirate UK garage station instead. That great idea. You think you think the the signals will reach? You. Guys, should we, get, should we get into ham radio? Review bros really into it. Oh yeah. He pays Dude, I he know pays somebody, for like airwave space. I got the merit I badge know. when I was in Boy Scouts, but I don't remember anything about oh, it. Oh shit. It's true. Yo, you could probably just YouTube that shit now. Like, I feel like getting into ham radio back in the days before YouTube was counterculture, but now it's no different than buying an Arduino board. You know what I mean? Yeah, but MFs be buying Arduino boards though, or or learning processing. You know what I mean? It's like one of the two. Do you guys do you guys think it's like a missed opportunity that like there should be a podcast called John Ham Radio that John Ham hosts? You like, that's a him. missed opportunity. I'm trying, dude. Do you want like, his phone I, number? I only get through to Peggy, and then she puts me on hold. Do you want his phone number? You got it. You got John Ham's phone number. Yeah, I got his phone number. Yeah, let's do it. It's not going to be the Oscar Mayer Wiener like phone number or whatever. Uh, nine three seven seven zero seven zero zero nine six. Why don't you Why don't you dial him? Call him up. A shot. Dial him. Let's Let's. Let's uh pit, let's uh shark tank him on the pod. It's uh it's the Mark Cuban missile crisis. <laughs> that's um, that's how, wait, how did you know the name of my other bedroom pop project? <laughs> dude, the Mark Cuban missile crisis has to be like like one of those really bad hardcore bands like the hey, Tony is Danza John tap dance experience. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Or extravaganza wow. or whatever. I they were, they were on Mad Pitchfork in, in 2005, for sure. Mm-hmm. What? So what was it like getting into that role? 
Jacob's on the. He phone. went to rehab. What? Why do you want to leave it in the past, though? I feel like it's like that's like a pretty like you're known for Mad Men. Yeah, ask him what Tina Fey is like in real life. Tina Fey. Yeah. Hey, John, what's what's Tina Fey like in real life? Probably funny, right? Probably she's, funny. He just she's goes what? He just goes funny. <laughs> she's funny. She's a sweet person. She's really great. Do mm-hmm. you guys do you guys like hang out on the weekends or? She comes over. Or she's sober every Saturday. What did you say? What? She sleeps over every Saturday. Come over when I'm sober. Okay. <laughs> Little peep. Um, well, sorry for bothering you, John. I uh, hope you have a good rest of the day. No, Ooh, thank tell you. him he's good in Black Mirror. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're good in Black <laughs> Mirror, too. We like that up. The Christmas one? Oh, you already yeah, hung up. Yeah, it's good. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he already hung up. Um, he's busy filming the new uh, Netflix Kimmy Schmidt movie. He said yeah. he said that Tina Fey comes over to his house occasionally. That's pretty cool. Can you imagine like being Tina in that Fey. room? Yeah, to be a fly so on the wall. To be a fly on the wall. She's she's probably a real bossy pants. Oh you know what my I mean? god! Um, All right, guys. Speaking of, I feel like bossy pants. The book by her is like the book that I've sold the most to people at several of my jobs. Like, I think it came out when I worked at That's urban crazy. outfitters dude. That yeah, absolutely. Like it, that would sell a fucking off the shelf like at urban outfitters. Yeah. Cause I worked in the houseware section. So I had to like, it's like the white fragility of, shit up at the end of the night, <laughs> dude, it was like hardcover, hardcover, yeah. softcover, like nonstop yeah. moving. Yeah. And then when I worked at the strand, I would have to like alphabetize it into like the autobiography section in the basement yep. mm. all the time. Oh, speaking of the strand, you know, it was the only cool thing about that was Tell me about it. Uh, Zizek would shop there. What? Oh shit. And the He's philosophy like, section was in the like basement. It's... So he would be, he would come into the section and like ask me where, like where books were, Whoa. but he didn't like to, he didn't like to Dude. be like recognized or like, had attention drawn to him. So What's you always up with Zizek like, rubbing his nose? Like he used nothing. to rub his nose. You ever notice he rubs his nose he like was... so much? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. I think he extracts yes. the oil into into vials, his... and he does like a Bella a Bella uh, Bell Delphine thing, and sells like Zizek oh, nose I just oil thought it, online. I thought I just thought he had too many thoughts in his head, and they were kind of coming out of his nose. So yes, they're coming out. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like a God, a God bless you situation. Yeah, because tight. Well, that's true. Um, he, uh, yeah, he would shop there, and it was cool. And I was always like, "Whoa, this is weird." Yeah. You know, he's like a fucking professor in the city, mm-hmm. so it's like, of course, he's going to shop somewhere. And uh, that's the thing about the Strand is like cool customers, like cool people used to like in the seventies. Like Patty Smith worked there. Like a lot of famous people have worked there, but they like Patty Smith is also famously hated. Like talk shit about it. Yeah. Like it's never been a good place for people to work at. No. Like they Hold treat up. their people really terrible. Yeah. You're telling me famous leftist Zizek would go shop at a store, a privately owned business. That That's is right. the T that's the T right there. Mm-hmm. 
That's the T. I wish I had like taken a picture at the time, but I was like, I was too new at the job to risk some sketchy shit like that. Can we make a podcast merch shirt that was like, it's like the ISIS logo, but it says T-SIS or no? No, I don't think so. Sorry. Okay, we'll skip it. What do we I don't want to get sued. Posh- by, I don't want to get sued by Red Scare. Sued? <laughs> <laughs> you pod- say ISIS? A shirt with um, or or I- ISIS for that matter. Who knows? Yeah, that was a pod- litigious. A shirt with Z on it, and uh, the 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 title of the podcast is like squeezing out of his nose, and he's like trying to hold it in. <laughs> mm. I'm sure he would be really flattered by that. I think you should read like that a, for us. We need yeah. someone to draw, draw that for us. You can draw. We need a. We need an artist to draw that. You can draw it. I'm not. We need. We need like a. Yeah, I'm not that good at drawing. You could try honestly. drawing it though. You it's could not try a. Drawing. I could try. It won't look like it. What if you just? I went to it? art That's school I and I was. So, I got in by drawing, and I'm so good at drawing that I joined the film department. <laughs> Jeff Mangum's. Well, that's wife why I make memes. It's like if I want to make a documentary, on create pictures that look like it. Wait, Jeff Mangum's wife did? Yeah, Astra Taylor. Famous vegan Astra Taylor. What's the the documentary? I never saw that. It's called... She's on the famous vegan Wikipedia page. With with an exclamation point. She also did uh, Examined Life and What is Democracy. Yep. My my favorite Zizek project is that that one book, uh, If You Give Zizek a Cookie... Yeah, I had that one as a kid. It's the easiest one to get into. That one yeah. is pretty the good. Concepts, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, if you give Zizek a cookie, you have to give everybody a cookie, right? You know, fucking. Well, this <laughs> episode has fucking ruled. I gotta go pee, yes. and then I gotta go to the grocery store. So I think we should we should we should sign it off. And I see Jeff's yeah. pulling some like smoke rings. Jeff, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Smoke ring for your halo. It's a Kurt Vile reference. All right, Jeff. Um, I'm, We're going to let you carry cool this one that. out. I don't... Send okay. us to space. Um, say what you have to say. Hey, everybody. Um, no, don't start with hey, everybody. It's at the end of the episode. Try try doing something different. Like No, this is, this is like a... We're subverting the podcast conventions. Okay. Everyone, I know, I know it's been a while since uh, they've touched base, but I want everybody to be on the lookout for um, forthcoming project from Ian McKay and his wife and their project, the the Evans she and him collaboration <laughs> with um, Shia LaBeouf, the the Even Stevens. Um, We're going to coming just- out soon on Discord Records. Uh, Dis- and it'll be a, a pay what you want live live stream and um sliding scale. If you if you try to pay more than five dollars, uh Shia LaBeouf will will yell at you. Um yeah. green screen style. <clears throat> and nice. Emakai won't do anything about it. He's mm-hmm. just gonna let it happen. Just That's gonna cool. let it happen. And it is a straight uh, edge well, you, show. You, you are folks. not allowed to smoke. While you are watching this live stream at home, or drink, if, if you or if they caffeine. see you have to keep your webcam on. If you are caught smoking, you will be booted from the Discord. No, you'll be murdered and, and murdered for his 
For his yeah. commitment to the project, Shia LaBeouf is getting uh, X's tattooed on both of his yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah. Even if it doesn't go off, you yeah. know he was down. He was really down. He was more down than Ian. Mm-hmm. He's maybe more punk than Ian McKay. Shia LaBeouf's maybe more punk than Ian McKay. I agree. I mean... He made that whole know. movie about hating his dad. That's right. That, what's more punk than that? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he... Uh, he made himself look like a uh, balding. So he fit right in with like the punk, the punk aesthetic yeah. that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. He literally played his dad in that movie. Like when you, when you recognize that your you know, your father is the source of your struggles. It's one of the most punk things you can do. I want a uh, Shia LaBeouf to play Ian McKay in the Fugazi documentary, uh, documentary two. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. Um, all right. All right, everybody. Thanks for all listening. Right. Keep keep an eye out for uh, the Even Stevens record. Yep. Um, When's it coming and, out? Uh, it's tomorrow. It's I coming think. out on. No, tomorrow. it's uh, whenever you're listening to this. It's tomorrow. Yeah. They're trying to coordinate it with the next Bandcamp Friday, which is uh, actually nine eleven twenty one. So. <laughs> um, keep a keep an eye out for that. And uh, is nine eleven you know, Friday this year? Never, never forget that it's coming out. You know, it's coming out 9, 11, 21, even Stevens. Um, 9, 11, 21, September 11th, 2021. What day of the week is that? Some dipper 11th, 2021. 20, it is, drum roll please. Band Camp Friday. A Saturday. So Fuck. that wouldn't work, Jeff. They're, they might be able to maybe start it on... No, on, you, you fucked up because of Daylight Savings. It's going to be a Friday. Oh, it's going to be a Friday. Okay. It's going to be a Friday. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Uh, thanks, so everybody. get ready for that. It'll be on Friday, uh, September 11th. Friday, September 11th, 2021. That's when the Even Stevens record's coming out. Never forget. Don't forget <laughs> it. Yeah. Don't forget it. Don't never forget. Don't never right. forget. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>